the Shipe Sports Show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Shipe Sports Talk Show, the show where I believe we can win. First off, congrats to USA Soccer for last night's victory over Mexico. Every American I know loved it. Woo-hoo. So we'll get right into it. Today, always joined in studio by my producer, Paul. How's it going? Everyone, please check out his podcast they did on Tuesday night. The Crazy Talk podcast has Crazy Talk with a K. They're discussing how Dennis Quaid went on a fake rant. It's pretty funny. So everyone, please check that out. Uh, join in studio once again by David, the coach site. How you doing? Okay, good to be here. And I don't know who has more excuses, the Mexico soccer team when they lose the USA or Brad when he's late to the show. But we're joined <laughs> in, st- in studio via Skype by Brad Cameron. Late for the show. I'm right here. How can you say I'm late? <laughs> Post start at seven. In all Good honesty, evening, everyone. In all honesty, people, Brad's just, you know, he's probably a little upset after the weekend. And, you know, I think he's still thinking about the apology that he owes me from last week. He's shaking his head, but he knows it. No, I don't know what you're talking about, Shai. <laughs> you need to change your hat from Titleist to Under Armour, buddy. Why is that? Because is that Spieth's? Because uh... there's a kid named Jordan Spieth who's 21 years old who's sponsored by Under Armour and happened to just win the Masters this past week. So let's give a congratulations clap to Jordan Spieth, your 2015 Masters champion, 21 years old. That is crazy. And the, I think it's been 30 or almost 30 to 50 some years the last time a player who's gone from coast to coast, which in golf terms mean leading after round one and didn't look back. He never gave up the lead once he got it, which is in this time of age with golf, all the competitors is great. Uh, but let's, let's go ahead and talk masters to begin the show. Like we said, Jordan Spieth won it and he just took the lead and never looked bad. I mean, the week before that he had a meltdown where he lost tournament, but there was no meltdown this week. Once he got that lead, he held on to it. Um, strong showing also by Justin Rose. He just fought it. But when Rose made a birdie, Spieth made a birdie. I mean, there was nothing Rose could do. I mean, he would get a stroke and Speed would get a stroke. I mean, there was just nothing Rose could do. And when Speed would bogey, Rose happened to also bogey. So he just could never gain the ground that was needed. Um, Tiger had a great week. Uh, you know, a lot of people were bagging on him, not even making the cut. He did his punting, his excuse me, his putting and chipping were amazing. His drives suck. But I mean, if it wasn't for his chipping, it would have been a lot worse. So we know what he worked on for the past couple months he didn't work on driving uh phil milkinson as always shows up in the masters i mean brad it was brad's pick i mean he came on strong in the third day moving day but just couldn't quite catch up i mean speed was just so far out in front you couldn't catch him so brad let's go over your takes on the masters this week oh uh, well i thought i thought it was was great and uh congrats matt you were right speed uh, was clutch down the stretch uh you both said that and uh and i thought he would falter a little bit and and the guy who i thought would catch him would end up being phil uh (laughs) so you were right i was wrong uh but you know i I still thought it was it it was a great masters lots of birdies to be had out there i think the course was playing a little bit uh, a little bit easier than some of the people uh you know who who work at augusta and and set up the course one it's a play you know you don't usually see uh, a bunch of double-digit figures under par, but uh, but this week you did. So I think the fans were were very entertained by how many birdies were falling. And you know, look at Spieth. Every single time Rose tried to catch him, Phil tried to catch him, he had an answer. And even when he would make a bogey, he'd fire right back with a birdie. So uh, I mean, what a tremendous effort, deserving win. I mean, just played fantastic and uh, and always kept his composure. Uh, very solid. Coach, your thoughts on the Masters? I thought it was a great Masters to, to watch. Also, uh, you know, Spieth, uh, tremendous. You know, minus minus eighteen for first tournament. Uh, set few of the few tournament records there for him. That the way you know you don't know how long they're going to stand, but the way people are playing, who knows? Uh, I just thought that you know watching. I was I, I was thinking at one time. I said, you know, Brad might be right here because here comes Phil right here on the back nine. You know. Phil, you know, gets his gets his eagle. I believe it's on fifteen out of, out of the trap. All right, and and the thing is, is what is Phil's? You know, the whole a hole ahead of 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 Spieth, and all of a sudden you hear this big roar where Spieth's up to putt, and you and you know what's happening. Phil's it, had the eagle, and then they go and then but but you know what Spieth did was it looked like he just relaxed. Okay, Phil did something great. 
I I have to match him here. Either you know, you know, Eagle or, or Birdie. It's got to be done. I can't come away par because Phil goes to to sixteen to par three. If he doesn't hit that in the trap, and he's on the green, could be a little different there coming down seventeen and eighteen. If Phil gets a birdie after an eagle, and then going to seventeen, which is a, a, a birdie hole for mo- for almost all of them, then you're looking at uh, we're getting Nick and Todd here. Now let's see what the young man has, you know. And I'm saying that I I pick speed too, but with him having his first round on Thursday of minus eight. Kind of set the pace. I mean, you get eight under on the first day, and uh, you, you get, you know, keep going. You could have shot th- three under the next three days, and you're still where you need to be because now everybody is pushing. And with all of the great golfers that were ahead of him, you know, you had Woods, McElroy, you know, Rose was with him. You had Phil out there. I mean, if, if you were, uh, you know, it was probably any one of us, we probably would have trembled and, might have had the white flag up by number twelve, because you know those those players in front of him they 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 were going all out, you know pressure was on him as soon as he stepped to the tee on the first hole, so a, a great tournament for him, and uh, you know you just think if you know Phil minus fourteen you go last year minus eight won it, I mean you're looking the way the scores were in the top five, you know I've I've got down you know Roy was minus twelve. Heck, if Roy shoots minus 12 last year, he's a winner. So, you know, it, it, it was just an amazing four days. And uh, I kept thinking, now, what's the Masters? How are they going to try to set something up to make it longer? I think they've already extended that course probably as far as they can. But it was just a, a, a great week weekend for scoring. So it was over. I thought it was a, a, a great tournament, and even on Saturday and Sunday to watch. Uh, real quick. Breaking, you know, not breaking news, but sports update, score update. The Washington Nationals are up one nothing. Yonel Escobar took the first pitch he saw on home run, so lead off first pitch home run for the Nationals. So they're up one nothing on the Phillies. So good job, Yonel Escobar. We'll talk a little bit more about him later. Uh, more on the Masters now. Uh, Tiger Woods. Everyone came in wondering should he have came back. Is this the time for him? You know, is he coming back just because it's the Masters, because of the publicity he'll get? You know, I mean, the cameras were obviously on him from the, from the day he stepped out for the practice round. They were on him. And, I, you know, I don't know what he's done for the past couple of weeks, but his short game, his putting was there. His putting was there even when he was having bad short game. That's what was saving him in tournaments. But his short game was amazing. His drives, I guess he wasn't working on them. I mean, he they were really wild. I mean... I don't know how he saved the one. I think it was one on the par five and Aisman corner. He somehow got a birdie after wherever the hell his drive was at. So that's that was a pretty good save. But, I mean, he looked pretty good. You know, one of my theories is, that I've told you both, is that Lindsey Vaughn, his current girlfriend, is a skier. So during the beginning of the year when he was doing these tournaments, she was also doing skiing tournaments, which were still going on in the U.S. and like Colorado, places like that. Well, now that it's warmer, you know, she's going to cut back, which means, you know, less of him traveling to those places and maybe more concentrating on golf. She was also, I think this is the first time we've actually really seen her. They've publicized of her being there. I'm sure she's been there before, but he had her there. His kids were there. So it's almost like he felt more relaxed than he has been in almost two years since a lot. He's, this is the most we've seen him relaxed in two years. You know, he was having fun, you know, the whole dislocated the wrist thing, you know, I don't, I don't you know, I mean, he shots like that. You can really hurt yourself. if You had a stump or something like that. I mean, we've seen people, you know, I mean, even at a sand trap, the one golfer, I can't remember his name, who tore his ACL in out of a sand. So anything like that can actually hurt you or affect you, even if it's a bruised thing that, you know, that can affect your game, especially a wrist. I mean, Brad knows me. He, you know, like Tiger's knees, Brad's knees, you know, that can also affect you if later on. What? I said your Ouch. ACL. Your ACL. Stop it. Ty, you've seen Tiger's lost power as ACL. I'm not saying you have Brad. I'm just saying injuries like that can affect you later on in any type of career. Sure. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, Tiger looked pretty good. I mean, he looked impressive, but I want to see more from him. I don't want any more of these month-long layoffs. I want him to get right back out there and compete. I want to see what he can do because, you know, and still in the back of his mind, he wants to break that record. Even though he's come out and said, oh, I don't care about the record or anything, he wants it. Where was he in the standings 
Where? Uh, Masters. Uh, I think what was he? Six Tied for 17. 17. Which is five, better. Is, five under. It's better what people thought. I mean, at one point, I think he was tied for fifth. I mean, on moving day, he was moving up. I mean, he was getting the crowd going. And, you know, even with him not playing that good, if you're Jordan Speed, still, in the back of your mind, I mean, you watched this guy grew up and what he did, you can still, you know, you're like, holy crap, you know, he's three or four behind me. Tiger can get on a roll and catch me. I mean, he, I mean still as a... I still believe that some of these young kids still will look up to Tiger. I mean, you had people when he was hurting his back, I mean, Fowler, you know, they were picking up his tee for him. I mean, they still respect them as a person, as a golfer. And I still feel that, you know, if maybe if he was one behind Speed, and let's say he gets a birdie and tied Speed, Speed's mindset's like, oh shit, is Tiger back? So I still feel that Tiger, to where he may not intimidate as most as he used to be, I feel like if he can get back to form to what he was and maybe start finishing top tens, top fives, winning a couple here and here. I still feel he still has intimidation factor because of who he is yeah. and who he was. I mean, Brad, what do you think about that with Tiger? Uh, uh, I I agree with you in that in that sense, but personally, I wasn't that impressed by his performance at all at Augusta. I mean, he shot five under at a course that was giving up tons of uh, tons of birdies. So yeah, I would think if he was playing remotely decent. Well, he would have climbed into the top 10. I mean, this, this wasn't even a top 10 finish. So, uh, yeah, we're excited for him that he made the cut. No, that doesn't make any sense. This is Tiger Woods. This is one of the best golfers ever. I don't think we should be you know, necessarily applying that. And I don't think Tiger is even that proud of it. I think if you got his honest opinion, I think he'd be like, you know what? There was tons of birdies to be had out there, and I didn't have many at all. Uh, so, you know, I'm glad he stayed healthy. And, you know, it looks like, he does need to get back on the range. He has ball striking under control, but I think, you know, with his health coming back, he'll have more and more stamina and strength to, to be able to hit balls and, and get his ball striking back under control. But it looks like his short game has definitely been, uh, been addressed because man, it was horrific for a while, but this, this wasn't that impressive in my opinion. He climbed to the top five and then it was like, okay, is he back? Is he going to keep firing? Then he faltered, whether it was his wrist, I, I have no clue, but you know, they slipped back, shot plus one the final day. Not very Sunday Tiger, in my opinion. So, eh, I'm not that impressed. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Tiger Woods, Coach? Well, thoughts on Tiger is, is there was a couple of us were talking at, at my work the other day, and we were thinking Tiger needs to, I guess, realize that he's 38, 39. Okay. He can't hit the ball like he did at 25. All right, with with the with the speed that he had on the club. I think was it Saturday? He was hitting a nine iron. I think it was a number two, or, or number three. And they, you know, he he put a a big hit on it. And one of the announcers said, "Well, he registered hitting that nine iron at 115 miles an hour." Now, for a nine iron, that's most people's drivers. But you, when you saw, even when they went and slowed it down, it was, it was quick. But and, and I think that's where he gets into trouble sometimes. He still wants to, okay, I'm Tiger Woods. You know, he's a great player, always will be. I think even you know, when he gets a little bit more up there in age. But you, you got to remember your age. It's not he's not over the hill or anything. You just have to remember your body is not 25 anymore, or t- 21. You you have to establish what's going on with how your body is suited now and it all and, and no matter what people say, it gets to your age all right the, the older you get and I'm a living proof of that you know the slower thumb some things you know you have to adhere to what's going on can he still be a great golfer yes he can you know you don't have to hit the ball 300 320 yards every time you know a lot of golfers you see will hit it 280 290 but they're where they want to be to set up the second or third shot. I just think he just has to, you know, play within what you have right there. Don't try to go back to this is how I hit it this time, this time. But we were all younger at one time, and now we're getting to a point where stay within the realm of what you have and what you can do with all the tools that you have. And you'll, I think he'll, you know, if, if he does that because he's looked more relaxed, uh, I think you're going to see him back up in the top five in the next year. That's very real possibility if he gets back to what he does and 
adjusts his own game. I mean, we could see him in the back. I mean, he's got a long way to go now. I mean, I'm sure he's back in the top 100. I know he dropped out of it. I'm sure after this week he had to have climbed back into that. How far? I mean, we'll have to wait for the official golf rankings, but I mean, you know, this sport still needs Tiger Woods. I mean, he still pushes a lot of product. He's a big promotion guy. They they need they still need Tiger Woods. They can't have him go out the way he did earlier this year. I mean, they need him to maybe go out on top winning or, you know, finishing the top tens. They don't need him shooting eighties. That's not how the sport needs him to go out. So it's good for him to finally make the cut and shoot under par. I think this was also the first time he shot below 70 in a mat in a, not a masters in a major at all. And since 2012, 2013. So it's been a while since yeah. he even shot good in a, a major. So it's, it's a good step for him. But like I said, he has, it has to be repetition. He can't be taking any more breaks. He's got to play. So uh, we'll look for that the upcoming weeks. Jordan Spieth, you know, right back at it. You know, most some master chance may take a week off to recover, but he's right back at it. He's playing this week, so good luck to him. You know, I he's he's a playing kid. I mean, he wants to play. He's like what me and Brad were at 21. We just want to play golf. I mean, not what he's doing, but he wants to play golf. I mean, he gets, you know, he gets to make money doing it, but he just he's a kid who wants to play golf. He's a college, not a college kid anymore, but he just wants to play. So um, we'll have to tune in. You know, the next major championship will be the U.S. Open. We'll have another preview show. We'll do that for every major golf tournament since all of us here are big golf fans. Paul's starting to learn more and more, I think, about the players more, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always, I've always loved to play golf, and I always have. Not, like, uh, religiously, but... I'm sure you're learning more than what you already knew. Yeah, yeah definitely. I've never really followed it too much, but... Which is good. So, um... I want real quick before we get into baseball. Let's, I just want to talk about the USA USA game real quick. Last night, Brad, did you by any chance catch any of that? I mean, I know you're a big USA supporter for any sports. I did catch a little bit of it. I caught the uh, the first forty five. I didn't first catch 45. second half. Uh, you know, for any American, you know, so when, it doesn't matter if you watch soccer or not. But for some reason, when USA soccer plays, it's like it's a national day. I mean, like it's the World Cup. You have people who know nothing about soccer, but they'll root for USA because it's USA and a lot of people who don't watch soccer don't realize how big the rival is for us against Mexico. I mean, it's all it's it's almost like our World Cup. Like if we beat them, we feel like we won the World Cup 10-0. Yeah. yeah. And last night, you know, we don't have we didn't have Clint Dempsey last night. We didn't have Tim Howard. We didn't have Josie out the door. You know, we didn't have a couple of our big name players like Demarcus Beasley was gone, Scott Chandler. I mean, a lot of our starters were not there. And USA played extremely well with these young players. And granted, Mexico didn't have, you know, Cherichito, however you say his name, uh, Dos Santos, their goalie, the guy who was, inc- their goalie was incredible during the World Cup. And, you know, they come out, they're like, oh, well, you know, you played RC squad. But, you know, you kind of played RC squad because we didn't have our captain out there. We didn't have our top striker. So it's like it evens out. And these young kids came out to play. The guy who scored the first goal, Morris, Still in college, he's still in Stanford, and he made these national, these normal ma- national Mexican defenders look like rubbish. I mean, he was outrunning them. He was he was so fast on one of the plays, he got ahead of the USA players, and he got down there. He lost the ball, but he was so far ahead, he had no one to pass it to, and it's like <laughs> crap. Uh, Jose, um, not Jose, um, Aguadelo, who was a former national team player, he got taken back off the squad. He's back on now. He's been playing with uh, New England Revolution. Up his career, had an amazing goal, good cut bet. So, I mean, it looked really good for U.S. soccer. A lot of people are like, okay, they're getting up there in age. You know, like Dempsey's getting up there. Bradley's getting up there. Howard, but they Bradley looked amazing last night. I mean, they all looked great. And I really feel like USA soccer is on the rise to where us as Americans should start expecting this team to get past the group stage every World Cup they get to. It should be expected as us because we are – soccer is a growing sport in this country and people don't realize it. I mean, we're getting people like David Villa, who's playing in New York now, was a big star in Spain. Yeah. He's drawing a crowd in New York. Uh, Kaká, Brazilian. Yeah. The Orlando, their first game was sold out and they were playing New York. So it was Villa versus Kaká and people are going to see that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, mean, they sold out the Citrus Bowl and that's a football stadium and they sold it out for soccer. It's great. I mean, when all these international teams come over here, they sell out and people need to start realizing that USA could be coming up as a soccer team. And I mean, I mean, then you have Steven Gerrard, who's going to be coming over here. You have Frank Lampard. So a lot of these European players are coming over here and you're seeing a lot of younger kids go, you know, like when David Beckham first came here, it's like, Oh my God, it's David Beckham. I want to go see him. And when they're seeing, they're like, 
okay, this this is really what we're hearing about. He, granted, he came later in his career, but he still drew a crowd wherever he went, and that's what these players are doing. Kaká is older in his career, not as used to be, but he's going to draw people, and that's what I'm liking about these European players come over here is they're drawing a crowd, getting young kids interested. There's a lot of youth programs going on now. I mean, I play on a rec team, you know, on Mondays, but I didn't start playing until, you know, maybe out of high school, just on rec teams, but it's, it's a developing sport and there's a lot of good young talent and there's a lot of good young talent in Maryland. I mean, the Maryland soccer team is very good. The Terps are a very good team and a lot of their players will get drafted. Uh, just Brad, are your thoughts? What do you think about soccer in the U S and you think it's on the rise? I do think it's on the rise. I, I think, uh, you know, the support, that the USA showed our boys in the world cup this year was, was tremendous. And I know we always do a good job, but I, I think this year was something a little bit, a little bit more special. I, I think we really had some momentum building from the past couple world cups. And, you know, we, I think we did have a little bit of attitude and a little bit more expectation is going into, uh, going into the world cup. Um, you know, the, the previous world cup because of some of the success we had had, in the, the World Cups for that. So, you know, I, I think it definitely is on the rise and I think everyone likes to get geared up for USA. So every time you put them on TV, people are going to want to support it. You know, they're going to want to come together. They're going to want to unite and cheer as fans. And, you know, speaking of the last World Cup, I mean, we were thrown in the group of death and we came out of that in second. I mean, we were with Germany, Portugal, and Ghana and they were like, oh, USA, they're, just write them off. They're going to finish in last place. We shot, we beat Ghana. We shocked the world by tying Portugal. I don't care what anyone says. Portugal was supposed to beat us. I mean, they were up 2-0. We came back to take the lead. I mean, they tied it at the end, but we were supposed to lose that game. Germany, you know, granted, it's Germany. We're not going to beat them. <laughs> Let's be honest. They were the World Cup champs. I mean, they beat Brazil 7-0 or 7-1, whatever it was. I know Guillermo was yeah. pissed off about that. We definitely, the U.S. definitely uh, overachieved of what most people were expecting them to do last World Cup for sure. But in my opinion, I don't think it's overachieving. I think they did what they were supposed to do. I mean... People in this country expect this. We're expected to win. I mean, that's the mentality of USA. I mean, like during the Ryder Cup, you have people who probably won't even watch golf just root for US during the Ryder Cup, yeah. and it's just awesome. I mean, right. you can you can say that, uh, Coach. Yeah. You watch the Ryder Cup. You have people who don't even know anything about golf will watch it just yep. for US. Just just to, just to root. Same for the Olympics. I mean, no one who the hell knows what curling is, but we'll root for the US curling team for <laughs> yeah. God's sakes. We'll root for the fast walkers of the US. Well, not not only the. Uh, with the soccer stuff, not only the men's soccer, but then like even the women's soccer is, is helped propel just soccer in general. Because, oh uh, yeah. There's a lot of, yes. And their world cup is this year actually. So, mm -hmm. you know, good luck to them. And they're, they're one that's always expected to win. They yeah. are expected to win year in and year out. I mean, if, if they don't win a world cup, it's a down year. Yeah, right. Like if we live like in Germany or Brazil, if they don't win a world cup, it's a down year for them. And men's for us, that's our women's. It's a down year. if We don't win. Yeah. So um, we'll definitely keep an eye on for the Women's World Cup this year, and hopefully they can bring home a trophy back to America and make us proud. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh-oh. I didn't get Paul set up there. Uh-oh. It's all right. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't give you the cue. I mean, we're going to go like this or like this, and I don't know what to do. Well, last, the last time we didn't do it, so I was just like, okay. All right, we're going to take oh, a quick right. break. Here's some messages from Paul, and we'll be right back with you momentarily. On the other side, we will talk baseball and basketball. Hey, this is Paul from the Shipe Sports Talk podcast. Just wanted to let you know how you could listen to our podcast while you're on the go using an app called Stitcher. You can listen anytime, anywhere using the award-winning free Stitcher app. Best part is, when you stream our podcast or any of the other 20,000 available out there, there's no downloading, no syncing, or no wasted memory. It's on demand and on the go. So if you don't already have the Stitcher app on your iPhone, Android phone, or tablet, download it free today at Stitcher.com or from your app store. Add us to your favorites list, and every week when we put out our new episode, Stitcher will automatically update and have the latest episode of the Shipe Sports Talk podcast waiting for you. While you're there, it really helps us get our podcast noticed if you give us a nice review, rating, and thumbs up. We'll greatly appreciate it. Have a comment or question? Easy. Go to ShipeSportsTalk.com, click on the Contact Us tab, and there you'll be able to submit your questions or comments. We love hearing from you, so we'll be sure to thank you live on the air. You'll also find on ShipeSportsTalk.com the latest episodes, show notes, and other ways to find us on platforms like iTunes and YouTube. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're going to get into some baseball talk. We've already had, you know, two weeks of the season go in, and a lot of teams are doing good that, you know, they were 
little surprises like Kansas City's a surprise, Colorado's a surprise. Teams that were supposed to win are not winning the Nationals. We'll we'll go in the National Talk first since we're in Washington. Uh, first off, uh, Brad, I have a question for you. Uh, I have an answer for you. Uh, is Ian Desmond worth $100 million? What? Is this a, is this a trick question? Yeah, I'm, I'm really asking this question. Is he worth $100 million? No. Coach, is Ian Desmond worth $100 million? No. Ian Desmond turned down $100 million last year from the Nationals thinking he's worth more. Uh, Mr. Desmond, um, $100 million players don't have six errors in the first eight games of the year. <laughs> David Wright's a $100 million player. You think he has six errors in eight games? No. Six errors in eight games, my ass. That's that's ridiculous. They've lost so many games because of errors this year. Like, they, they've been beating themselves. And that's because I panicked last week. I admit I panicked, but they've scored a good amount of runs in the past three games. Their offense is turning around, but they're missing players. Michael Taylor, like I said, told Brad now, you know, I had high expectations, but he never played triple-A. He's a double-A player who... Needed one more year in the minors. Uh, so he's just there until Denar Span. Denar Span starting rehab assignment today up in Hagerstown. So please, Span, we need you back in the outfield, buddy. <laughs> well, the outfield, talking about the outfield, I was on my way home when they were playing Boston. Was it this last week, was it? I don't, What, you mean yeah, talking about all the fly series. balls they missed? Yeah. yeah. I turned on the radio. I got into my car, started driving home, turned on the radio. The game was on. <laughs> and it was, it must've been, I think, I don't know if I caught both of them, but the very last one I ended up turned off because they said, okay, pop up. Okay. Who, who's out? Who's out and left? I think it's a uh, worth and Taylor. Yeah. 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 And they just dropped it. That's, yeah. that's about how they're playing. Who's on first. I don't know. Who's on second. What's his name's on third. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I mean, it's just Taylor is not taking the, the catches at span where he doesn't have a voice. He's like expecting for someone else to do it. And you, I was looking, I'm looking at the stats here. You know, most of these pitchers, you know, except for tonight, they've had two starts. Matt Scherzer's ERA through two games, point six sits ERA. That's tremendous. Even for two games, that's tremendous. Do you know how many wins he has? How many? Zero. He has no wins, and his <laughs> ERA is point six sits. Are you kidding me? Wow. Point sits. We're paying this guy $210 million. He's doing what he's paid to do, and he has no wins. No wins. How many games down are they in the season already? They're they're three and six. They're okay. starting to come around, but they're winning one game a series. And he's they won yesterday. They're up one zero right now. They need to get a streak going. Like they need to start winning three or four in a row. Maybe drop a game and then win another three in a row to get back. Because the Braves, by the way, the Braves, everyone who thought, oh my God, they're undefeated, they've lost the past couple of games. They're five and three now. They come back to reality. They were just off a little bit of a high. Is that they're playing them now? No, they're playing uh, the Philly now. Phil. The Phillies, okay. Who's on a high as well. Okay. Uh, like Kansas City is just crushing it right off the bat. I mean, everyone thought they were a fluke last year, but they're not a fluke. Uh, and the Giants, you know, I talked about during the um, preview show that they would be hurting without Sandoval and Pence and they are hurting. They've only, I think they're three and six the same as the Nationals. The injuries are killing them. And, mm -hmm. you know, Sandoval was a big loss to that team. Uh, I mean, and also, you know who's really hurting? I bet you the Adam Jones, you know, has four home runs, but Nelson Cruz has, is leading the majors with six. I bet you the Orioles wish they would have given him the money now. That would have been a nice outfield with him in there. Uh, of course, you have Cabrera and Trout who are hitting the ball tremendous right now. And Adrian Gonzalez, he's just starting off with a tear. I mean, he's batting 528. I mean, it was the first two weeks, but still, I mean, he's hitting everything in sight. So, I mean, let's go to, I mean, for the standings, I mean, you got the Nationals, you know, they're tied for third. But, you know, I was talking to Brad last night. I guess I may have hit the panic button too early because, well, Brad will take it. Brad, why did I hit the panic button too early? You told me today. You tell everyone. Well, you were you were worried that uh, that we weren't going to live up to the hype, and uh, you you called me in uh, in distress, and and I I had to get you to pump the brakes. I was like, pump the brakes a little bit. Wait till we get. Healthy. I didn't pump them. I slammed those motherfuckers. Uh, I was like, wait, wait till we get healthy, and then uh, th then we can worry about exactly how this team is going to perform. Because you know, realistically, until we get healthy, you can't really make any kind of judgment on the Nationals. Uh, you know, because this, this isn't our, this isn't our squad. This isn't our roster. It's not like we're, you know, we are underachieving based on our record, but you know, once we reach our full potential, then let's see if we underachieve, you know, let's see if we don't start reeling off four or five straight wins, uh, you know, stuff like that. So let's, 
let's wait until Span comes back, Rendon comes back, you know, and you, you see even with Worth coming back, look at our runs, you know, it tremendously went up very, very quick. So let's let ourselves get healthy before we, we really want to, you know, judge this team and, and see if they're going to live up to the hype. You want to know why I'm kicking myself in the foot right now? I picked Seattle to win the West, and they're in last place right now. I mean, it's just, I'm looking at my picks right now, and most of them, ugh, what was I thinking? Colorado's going to come back down to earth, though. I mean, they're 7-2. and two. I don't think they're going to stay there. I mean, a lot of these teams, they'll start strong. I mean, the Nationals, when they first started, they were starting. I mean, they were winning, I think, their first year. They were, like, in first place halfway, and they came back to reality. So a lot of these teams, they'll start off with a high, and, I mean, they'll just be momentum, but come when you have to grind them out, they're gonna you're going to see the real teams start – not the real teams, but, you know, the teams that shouldn't be playing together, they're going to start fading come August and September, and you're going to see teams like the Nationals and all them take control when they should, like what the Nationals did last year. I mean, they were struggling in the beginning, but once they got that 10-game win streak going, walk-off city, it was just incredible. That's just back – that's just your theme yeah. music. No, yeah. it's, no, it's actually uh, – my father's ESPN. Oh yeah, Nash. Another injury. Stammen's out for the year now. <laughs> I mean, can our yeah, bullpen get any worse? That's he's another out. thing. Killing the Nationals is our eighth inning guy isn't there right now, which puts me can't uh, Casey Jensen, who we signed. He was he we signed him over spring training. He was a closer for um, Toronto, and he's hurt. So we haven't really had our eighth inning guy, and we've had I think what. Probably five different people try the eighth inning and nothing's worked out. You mean in, in terms of pitching? Yeah, like right. the eighth inning is called your setup man, and we really don't have our setup man yet, so that's hurting. But God, I bet you they're kicking themselves for a trade in Tyler Clippard right now because they could really, Use that them. really affected us losing him. And um, they may be looking to do some trades probably before the, uh, the trade deadline if the bullpen stays like this, and we may have to give up a prospect. Another player they should be kicking themselves for losing is Steven Susan who would be awesome right now if we had him playing in the outfield because he is just killing it in Tampa Bay. I mean, congrats to him. I mean, he was a minor league journeyman. He's finally getting a chance to show what he can do, and he is showing it. I mean, he's had back-to-back games of home runs, and those home runs were they were bombs. And um, I heard today, did you hear what Jordan Zimmerman gave him for that no-hitter? No, what? A beamer. Oh, wow. Bought him a beamer for that catch he made. So, I mean, oh, was, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Because he made the set like we played the clip where he made the catch and Jordan Zimmerman's like, all right, cool. You made the catch. I'm going to buy you a Beamer. Holy moly. So um, anyone who needs a Beamer, go play baseball and catch a no-hitter. It'll be fine. But I, I don't mean, think you'll need a, base, uh, a Beamer if you're uh, playing Major League Baseball. No. <laughs> you could just give them away. Just buy them and give <laughs> but them away. It's early in the season, so we'll see what happens. I think I think we'll see more what this team is like once we get Rendon and Span back. I mean, first is going to be Span. Then we'll get Redone. Then we'll have the complete team. Hopefully Jensen can get back in. Hopefully some of these young pitchers they get can step it up and pitch through. I mean, Blake Trotten, I mean, he had one game where he was lights out. Then the other game, I think what really derailed him, derailed him was that bobble ground ball that turned into an error. I mean, he bobbled it. He had two errors in one. He had two errors in one play. You hear that ball? Two errors in one play. He bobbled the grounder, and he threw the ball away. <laughs> God, they were really? they they had just came back. They were down five one, and they had just came back to take the lead seven to five. And then they lost it eight to seven. Oh, like we've how been waiting. We've been waiting all year for the offense to come around. We're like, it's around, and then that happened. We're like, oh, like yesterday they were up five one. I'm like, all right, cool. They're up five one, and then Boston started slowly coming back. I'm like, oh, they need to put up more runs. They end up putting ten. Thank God, because Boston scored five on them. So. You know, you don't want your starter pitchers to go, but it's almost like they have to go eight innings and give it to Storin. Yeah. I mean, you hate to say that, but that's what it's starting to look like, like where you're you're a starter and you're like, all right, cool, I have one or two, I only allowed one or two runs. And you're like, crap, can they hold this for me? Can I get the win? Which is happening to Scherzer. I mean, he's having tremendous starts. Like I said, they're not holding wins for him. I mean, this staff ERA a week ago was 1.99 and they only had won one game. That's bad. Wow. So, like I said, it's yeah. early. Also, Brad, for you, it's early in the fantasy season, so you're still good to go. <laughs> it's always early. Every, it's still early. You know, I didn't realize the first two games I had Anthony Rendon in. I was like, oh, let me check my life. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and I had to go waiver wire and get everything. Apparently, the guy I got hit a bomb the next night. I was like, thank you. McClushin has been hurt for me, so that's been killing me. It's, yeah. t- it's tied up. Philly's just scored. 1-1. One, one. Oh, that was a one-off. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, cool. Triple. Awesome. 
Cole Hamill scores. It's always nice when the when the pitcher scores. Yep. <laughs> but we'll uh, <laughs> but we'll see how the season goes. You know, every week we'll give an update on the Nationals. We'll give an update around the league. You know, the Orioles so far, you know, they've been up and down, but I think the Orioles are going to be fine. The Yankees are what we all said at the bottom of the lead. The -hmm. Yankees are the L.A. Lakers of baseball, I think, this year. They've always had good teams, and then they're going to have the one bad year. This is the year you're calling it. Uh, This is the year the Yankees are going to— I'm putting it in the book. Go ahead. Put it in the book. Yankees are going to finish in last place. (laughs) I think that's what I said anyway during our uh, preview show, I think, was the Yankees were going to finish— in last place. I think we all almost agreed. Yeah. Even the Yankee fan Guillermo said they weren't going to finish. Oh, yeah, good. he did. Yeah. yeah. So when a Yankee fan says that, you know it's bad. Put it in the book. Put it in the put it in the bet book. But how is that possible? Uh, when you spend money on all these old players and they can only last you one to two years and you give them two hundred million dollars, aka A Rod, uh, aka Mark Teixeira, CC Sabathia, the list can go on and on and on who they've given money to to people late in their careers. Now the Yankees are smart. If they want to take that money and buy someone good. They'll go after Jordan Zimmerman or Ian Desmond. You know what? It would not surprise me. Look, look, he knows not, it. Not, not Zimmerman. But Desmond, though. You got to think about it. Maybe they, the guy they have playing short this year could have been a, yeah, push Des. Hey, take him. Take Desmond. They wouldn't, you know, they would put out the money for Desmond, too. Great. We'd love they, the money. They, Is they, that they, the one you were saying it was asking 100 mil? Yeah, for the six errors he's had this year. I'm sure. I'm sure. Wait, <laughs> yeah. has he had any so far this year already? Today? We'd I'm love sure to have that, that money that we're paying them. Well, we're not paying that much now. Now he wants it. But we'll talk. Well, I mean, like I said, every week we'll go over national talk. We'll talk Orioles for all our Orioles fans out there because we are in that kind of area. Yeah. Speaking of the Orioles, did you see they put up a poster or a little billboard now, like two blocks from National Stadium, like O's Nation billboard right in the heart no, of DC? Right I, in the heart I, of DC, yeah. they have an O Nation's billboard. And get this. <laughs> I'm going. I'm coming back from Delaware, and I'm going down. I think it's 301, and I'm like 30. I think it's like the 40 miles from Wilmington. I'm still in Maryland. There's an Orioles sign all the way out in the eastern shore, right near the Delaware border. It says O Nation. I'm like, God, they're trying to get some Orioles people out on the eastern shore now. Yeah, and it's funny because you go out to the the Dover area where I visit, and um, you know, you see a lot of Philly stuff, but the games they cover on TV there are the Nationals and Orioles. You know, the ditch board goes there. It's all Philadelphia crap, which now I have to, you know, if I ever go there, I have to look at Eagles junk and Phillies junk. Uh, but the TV coverage is Nationals and Orioles. So it's pretty interesting how they sell Phillies, but they cover the, DC sports more. Right. I'm sure the football team, they, they'll make sure they cover the Eagles, a team that wins. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Brad. It's fine. <laughs> I got nothing to say to that. <laughs> All right, we're going to shift gears here. We're going to go into some uh, NBA playoff talk. The Washington Wizards, once again, have made the playoffs. Congratulations to the Wizards. Started off strong, didn't finish off strong, but hey, if you start showing, you still have a chance to make the playoffs. So that's all that matters. I mean, they had a horrible second half of the season. I mean, even Brad, I think they were under 500 after starting. I think it was, was it like 30 and 19 or something like that. They had a strong start and they just, just collapsed down the stretch. I mean, it was pretty bad. Uh, but also injuries affected them a lot. I mean, Beal's been in and out of the lineup. The Nay, you can never, never count on. But the big reason I think they started losing was the past couple of weeks they started getting some wins. Towards the end of the game, during that run where they were just playing horrible, Gortat, the guy who you're paying money mm-hmm. for, they take out in like the final two minutes, and he's one of your better rebounders, your better shot blockers, and you're taking him out. Like, that's just absurd. I don't know what Whitman's thinking. And Whitman, even though they made the playoffs, his job should be on the line for the way. I mean, his coaching, I think, has been horrendous this season, the way he's using players. But And then when they started winning towards the end, who do you think was in the final two minutes? They had Gortat in. So what does that show you? Start playing Gortat. And that's what they're doing in the playoffs. And they're playing a Toronto Raptors team who they lost to. I think they've lost like sit straight against Toronto. They can't beat Toronto. And... They're trying to figure out, I think they've said after all these tapes, they've gone back and watched. Even through the last part of the season, they've prepared for Toronto more than Chicago because they felt like, you know, they have a better game playing against Chicago than Toronto. And I think they've talked about Paul Pierce even playing power forward during this game because of how small the Raptors are and they play a lot of guards more than forwards to where Pierce, you know, could be quicker than Nene, which is true. So um, <clears throat> the matchups we have for the playoffs, we'll go through the whole one right now as we have Number one seed, Atlanta's playing number eight, Brooklyn. Uh, Toronto's a four, playing Washington five. And this is in the Eastern Conference, by the way. 
Chicago three playing Milwaukee six, Cleveland's two playing Boston seven. Boston, who you know was trying to get rid of some players, they kept Rondo around, and well, no, they got rid of Rondo. I'm sorry, and they made the playoffs. So that's very surprising. They got rid of their best player, and look at them in the seventh seed. On the west side, you have Golden State one, New Orleans eight, who beat out Oklahoma City. You know, I think this is going to be tough for Kevin Durant and you know Russell Westbrook, those guys who battle injuries fault to the very end, but it just shows you can't overcome a slow start like they did. I mean, it was a very slow start and they just couldn't overcome it. I mean, Westbrook won the scoring title and he, you know, and I quote, he was like, you know, scoring title doesn't mean shit. I'm not in the playoffs. And he quoted with saying that uh, you have Portland at four, Memphis at five, Clippers at three, San Antonio sits. And that is a very dangerous six seed team in San Antonio. That team, they could make the finals as a six seed. They're very dangerous. Uh, then you have two Houston and seven Dallas. So we'll go with the Eastern and we'll go with the Wizards first. You know, they're playing Toronto and like last year when they played Chicago, you know, I think it was the Wizards running off of a high of, you know, having a great finish this year. They didn't have a great finish. Toronto didn't either. Toronto's gone from two down to three down to four. I mean, they've slowly gone down as well, but can the Wizards pull this off? And I think if Beal and Wall can play up to their potential and Beal took a step back this year. I'm sure Brad can agree with that. We all thought Beal was going to come out. I mean, the playoffs last year, he was great, and we all thought he was going to continue that. He Even with injuries, you know, even when he was playing healthy, he was slowly sliding down, so hopefully he can come back to where he was. And the Wizards, looking at everything, looking at Toronto, you know, they're 3-0, and the 6-0, the past six games they've won. You got the Wizards, the 5 seed. I think the Wizards, they have to find a way to win. I think the Wizards can take this and win this series, and I think it'll be a. I think they'll win four two. I think they'll win the series four two. I think they'll take the first game against um, Toronto at home, and I think they'll sweep them here in DC because the Wizards play really good at home in the playoffs. I mean, they play extremely good. The home crowd is really good for the Wizards. And speaking of home crowds, you know, I mean, it seems like you know basketball they're more behind than hockey. I mean, did you watch the game last night, Brad? Yeah, unfortunately, I did. That crowd was just not even into it at all. And, you know, it showed and uh, the players weren't into it. I, you know, I, maybe they just weren't weren't ready for playoff. But, uh, hopefully that's a slap in the face for the Capitals and they can uh, they can gear up because they've been playing some really good hockey here the last couple uh, the last month of the season. So, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that they rebound very nicely and uh, take care of the aisles. All right. A little off topic with the Capitals. What I'm getting at is the fans, D.C., I feel like all their sport teams thrive on the fans, and the Wizards fans are into it as they were last year. You know, they had the whole bullet fever thing going on here. Hopefully it continues. So, well, I've got the Wizards winning that, and I think they'll be playing Atlanta. I think Atlanta's going to sweep Brooklyn under the rug. So my next round over there, I'm going to have, you know, we'll just go through all our rounds. What? What's wrong? Do you have the wrong things over there? No, I, I, have, I, have, I have what I want. I know. I'm just saying we'll go through real quick one person at a time until we get to the finals. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I think he's saying the, that. The, the, of course I'm going to pick Atlanta. <laughs> Why wouldn't I pick Atlanta? They're playing Brooklyn. Of course we're going to have the same pits. They're the one seed. Oh, Brooklyn beat Atlanta. <laughs> Jesus. Boy, would you be sitting over there crying if they did? They're not going to. <laughs> Brooklyn's a horrible team. They got the, eight, the, the Eastern Conference, the final two teams. I think were under 500. Brooklyn yeah. beat Atlanta. Brooklyn beats Atlanta. I'll apologize to you. But I have Atlanta beating Brooklyn in a sweep. I have Milwaukee over Chicago. I don't think Derrick Rose is 100% like he's not. So I think Milwaukee will steal that. And I got Cleveland beating Boston. I don't want LeBron to win a title. but uh, Over to the West, I'm going to have Golden State advancing against New Orleans. I'm going to have Memphis against Portland going against Memphis beating Portland. I mean, I'll have San Antonio over the Clippers and Houston over Dallas. And then I'll have Atlanta over Washington. I think Washington's run will end like it did last year in the second round. I think Atlanta's just too strong of a team. They've had their number all year round. Uh, Cleveland will be in the Eastern Conference Finals. LeBron will make it for, what, the fifth straight year in the Conference Finals for a team? Uh, the only thing that's concerning me right now with Cleveland is LeBron has experience. Kevin Love doesn't. Kyrie Irving doesn't. So I think they're going to have to ride LeBron the whole way to that Eastern Conference Finals. And if LeBron doesn't play good, I'm really concerned about Cleveland. I mean, they're the right now they're the they're the highest potential odds to win the championship, but they have to ride LeBron because of the inexperience of a lot of these people in Cleveland. I mean, a lot of them 
haven't been there. And, you know, now that they're back, you know, Kevin Love, Kevin Love is a great player. And to think this is his first playoff is ridiculous. Think that, I mean, he's waited a long time, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Back on the other side, I have Golden State advancing and I'm going to have San Antonio upsetting Houston. And my pick for the finals for the NBA will be Cleveland versus San Antonio. I think LeBron's going to get his chance again to face San Antonio for a third time. Between San Antonio and LeBron, the series is tied up 1-1. We'll see what happens in the finals. Wow. Uh, Brad, let's go first with you uh, running down the Wizards' chances, and then we'll go with your picks. Well, the Wizards, uh, they haven't proven much recently, so they have a very, very tall task ahead of them. Uh, but I, I do see them winning this first-round matchup against Toronto, and I actually have this going into into seven games, but I, I think the Wizards do just enough to pull out this win, I I think they have just just enough talent, size down low to really to really get them over the hump. You know, one thing that's really hurt the Wizards all year, I think, I think seeing the the loss of Ariza has really really hurt our our shooting numbers. I mean, from behind the arc, where we have to be one of the bottom teams in the NBA. Uh, you know, I was hoping Beal would be able to step up and and handle the pressure, but he's you know, not knocking down as many shots as I, as I would have liked. So, you know, missing Ariza really, really limits our ability to score from long range. Uh, but I got them getting through Toronto. Then I do have them losing to Atlanta. You know, I think Atlanta has proven uh, to everyone that, that they're not just a surprise. You know, they're not just a shock. They've, they've played solid all season. And I think they're, I think they're, they're the real deal and ready to play at a high level. And I think they knock off the wizards and go to the, the Eastern conference finals. Uh, but I have Chicago, Beating the Bucks, I just think the Bucks don't have enough talent to 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 hang with Chicago. When it comes down to crunch time, Chicago will will out physical them, and the Bucks, you know, they they just they're not ready for that. Uh, but then I also have Cleveland uh, advancing against uh, who they have. Should I? Who? Cleveland. Boston. Yeah, against Boston. I know Boston's been playing really hot, but and I mean these are a bunch of t- bunch of young guys who. Who haven't had playoff experience, you know. I know a lot like Cleveland, but I, I think it's going to be more of an impact on uh, on Boston than, than than Cleveland. So I got Cleveland getting through Chicago as well, playing at Atlanta. Now on, on the West side, I got Golden State advancing. I do have the Spurs upsetting the Clip, uh, and I have Memphis getting through Portland and. Um, and Houston's Houston's gonna be the Mavs. That's gonna be a great series. But I got Houston beating the Mavs. Uh, and then I have I have Golden State playing Houston, and I have Houston advancing to the finals against the Cavaliers. You have Houston, Cleveland. Interesting, uh, Coach. Well, I, m- most of mine are close to, to, to uh, your two gentlemen's picks. But I was looking at some of these series matchups, you know, head-to-head. I know the series season doesn't matter much, but, you know, I, I'll start I, with the Cleveland and Boston. Those The series between those two this year have been an equal series. I mean, both of them are, you know, it's it's have won two games. So they know each other pretty good. It'll be an interesting series. But I'll give the edge to Cleveland on that one. And I'll jump up here to Toronto and Washington. I'm going to pick the the hometown Washington Wizards. Uh, I think that uh, they'll finally figure out how talented they can be if they want to be, and uh, get through Toronto. Toronto hasn't been, I guess, looking at some of the playoff notes or whatever. Uh, Toronto hasn't been or hasn't done good as a number four seed. They're two that they've uh, playoffs that they've been into as a number four. They've lost both. So let's let's hopefully this will be their third loss as a number four seed. So let, let's go down with the Wizards, uh, Atlanta, you know, over Brooklyn, and then uh, sh- Chicago over Milwaukee, and then uh, actually after we get past that, Cleveland will, you know, will will bypass uh, Chicago and end up playing Atlanta. And I think what you guys are talking about. Uh, first-time playoffs for some of these Cleveland, but I think that they're going to pick up on how LeBron excels in these playoff games. And if if you say ride his shirt tails, but they're going to ride it, but at some point in time, it's going to come up and, and they're going to be, instead of at the shirt tails, up on the shoulders help, helping LeBron out. Uh, 
So I, I, I think Cleveland could take, you know, take Atlanta and, uh, it, it put, puts LeBron back in the finals representing the East side, uh, in the West golden state, uh, over new Orleans, uh, Memphis over Portland. I'll take the Spurs over the Clippers, Dallas over Houston. And uh, to see who gets to the final in the West, I have the Golden State uh, versus the Spurs. I just think they've been there pretty good. They they know how to get there, know what it takes to get to that final game on, on the West side. And, uh, you know, I, I think the the final, the, the finals, I, I picked San Antonio versus Cleveland. Just to like you, you guys had mentioned, it gives LeBron another shot at uh, at San Antonio. And and besides LeBron, remember going back to Cleveland, now he's he's given them a chance to win it, to to win the NBA title in Cleveland, which I believe was his goal going back to to give Cleveland. You know they had been down for since he left, but now that he's coming back, I think he's going to prove that. You know he's getting the players to to play up to his level that are there, and you know they're gonna ha- have a good playoff series. And he he's, you know, his goal is to put them in the finals, and they could end up being there. All right, before we start our final pits, Philly just took the lead two to one. How do you think they got in position to take the lead? Error. 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 <laughs> Michael Taylor, how hard is it to catch a fly ball? You are a major leader. Why is that so hard to catch a fly ball? Tell me why it's so hard. You are in the major leads. You are not little lead. Why is it so hard to catch a fly ball? Why is it hard to throw the ball to first base? Why, why, why? <laughs> I'm sorry we're off topic. I just saw this on my Twitter feed. I want to know why is it so hard to... St- to the sun was in his eyes. No, there, no, I don't, <laughs> no, no. You get, you're getting paid money. To do this. The guy in the gyrocopter flew over? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it was him. I don't know, but it just, it bewilders me. You're a major leader. You're getting paid to play a game that you love. Why are you dropping line drives? What, what, what are you looking at? And like, I, uh, I'm sorry for getting off topic, but it just bewilders me on how they're on pace for a million errors in the month of April. And I don't <laughs> understand. I... Just, just calm down there. Give him a volume. Does uh, it not bewilder any of you how they're major leaders and they're committing at damn errors as stupid as those? As stupid, you can't throw the first base. Stupid, you can't catch a fly ball. It's ridiculous. What, what, what was this error? How yeah. did, it was a line drive, and he it, with, it missed his glove. He missed it completely. How do you miss a line drive? Yes, I did it in softball, but I'm not a major leader. I'm not. I did men's. When I was in T-ball. The truth is coming out. Men's, oh, adult, yeah. men's adult softball. Everyone does it. I missed one, but I'm not a major leader. I'm allowed to miss shit like that. I'm allowed to miss stuff like that. I pay to play in that league. I can miss stuff if I want. They're paid to win. I don't understand. Brad, can you please explain to me how major leaders can't throw or catch ball? Well, a lot of them can, and the ones who do make the big bucks, and the ones who don't, don't make as much money. So guys like- We gave like, Zimmerman money, and he could throw a goddamn thing from third base last year. Well- It's his arm. I understand his arm's hurt. I give him the props. He's playing good first base. But Desmond, I want 100 million nationals. You guys can't afford me. Yeah, yeah no shit, because you sucked right now. <laughs> Since errors- you sucked. I'm sorry. I know you don't like me saying that word, but he sucks right now. Michael Taylor belongs in AAA to work on his pop flies. What are you looking up? That that wasn't a uh, pop fly. That was a line drive. That's what I meant. Line drive. Whatever. Well, you know, lights are different in major league parks compared to minor league facilities. They're they're not as lit up as, as most of them <laughs> are. Stop making excuses. I'm, for I'm these not kids. making excuses. Stop How many it. times have you seen some of the best outfielders in major league baseball? A line drive, especially at twilight, okay, when you don't have the solid dark sky, that it's it's been a misjudge. Oh, you see them fall down. They'll catch it or retract it. But you're still talking about a rookie in center field who hasn't had this job put on his shoulders 
Okay, and then, say you take it, you take charge. Then you know what you do is is you move Harper to center field for the time being, and you put Tyler Moore left field, worth that than right, and you put people who's been in the majors. Okay, Michael Taylor, you'll be great next year. But you know what? Until then, put players in the outfield that know what they're doing. Tyler Moore's played there in the majors. Bryce has played center. Worth has been in right. Put people in position that know they can catch the ball. Michael Taylor's up there way too early. We've already said it. You know, make adjustments to the outfield. Matt Williams, just fucking take him to the field. Hit ground balls all practice and hit pop-ups all practice. Don't even take batting. Just field for five hours. He just gets to get it. He's just shaking off his... uh He's getting acclimated. Acclimated. Yeah. yeah, he was acclimated when he's in the minors and stuff. <laughs> Doesn't know excuse for not catching a fly ball or a line drive. Not excuse to be able to make the throw to first base. You you practice your throws during warmups at that distance. That's what they take infield and outfield for before the while the pitcher's warming up so you can practice your throws. <laughs> hey, it makes sense on look, paper. Yeah. Look, look, even the train agrees is horse crap. He was giving his two cents. Oh yeah. my god. That's okay. Funny. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry, people out there. It's just it's it's just frustrating to see people that get paid money like this just do stupid mistakes and it doesn't it just bewilders me. Like I you got it out of the way. Maybe he won't make any more. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on pace for a random episode. Well, and, and here's what you're getting at now. There was so much hype and pump up for the Nationals this year. Oh, yeah, they're going to be in a World Series. Everybody put them on a pedestal so high that it, they couldn't get off of it. Well, things are falling apart right now, <coughs> and it's all due to, and we talked about this in your preseason thing, injuries. You know, your, 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 your cornerstones are not there. So now you got a pebble where cornerstones to be, and it ain't but holding Taylor's up. Taylor's been there all spring training. He's been in games. He's been in practice. You practice this crap for a whole month. Yeah, but it, it's different. I mean, I'm not taking his side. Yeah, you are. But it's different when it because I just he's a rookie, right? So I mean, was, to the to the major leagues. He's so was Mike Trout, but he was scaling halfway up the wall making catches. Oh, okay. I mean, Bryce Harper, granted, I mean, at least he attempted to catch I me. Mean, he did knock himself out, but still. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, uh, I don't know. I needed that. I need that Dennis Quay type thing right there. Yeah, yeah. this was all set up. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> April Fool's, guys. The score's actually wrong, and the error was never made. <laughs> oh, that error was made all right. I got 50 people on Twitter talking about the error. And Already? it cost him another run, another unearned run. Now, Fister, you got to hope the offense gets going against Cole Hamels. That's a pitcher you don't want to be behind. <sighs> okay, back to the NBA talk. Zimmerman's batting right now, I think. Awesome. Maybe he can hit a home run. All right, back to the NBA talk. All right, in the finals, we got two people with San Antonio and Cleveland, which is me and Coach, and we got Brad with, Christ, Houston and Cleveland? Houston, Cleveland. There, I remembered. I got San Antonio winning it all. I got LeBron losing to San Antonio again. I think San Antonio has been there before. They keep their team together every year. They all know what to do. And I just think the pressure to get to Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. I mean, it's their first. It'll be their first time in any playoff. I think it'll get to them. And also, another thing you have to look at, Kyrie and Kevin have never played this long into a season. They've, you know, I mean, fatigue, I think, does set in during the playoffs. And the Spurs... You know, they know how to cope with this fatigue. I mean, they'll rest players here and who out through the season. And, you know, they give the oh, yeah, coach. because they're old. They're old. But Ky- if, Ky- Kyrie isn't old. He's not I know he's tired. not. I know he's not old, but I'm just saying, you know, I think fatigue will still set in in this grueling. I still think it will. But I think the inexperience of Kyrie and Kevin Love is going to play no big effect. And I think the Spurs know how to show up on the big stage, which they do year in, year out. And I think the Spurs are going to win the series, and I think it'll go once again. I think it'll be a, a four-three series, like LeBron always has a problem with with San Antonio. I just don't think he he can beat them. I mean, he's beat them once, but I don't think he's gonna. I think he's gonna lose to them two years in a row. Um, Brad, let's go with Houston and Cleveland. Who do you got? Man, this is a this is a tough one because there's there's a lot of star power involved in uh, in this matchup, but I'm I'm going to take Cleveland. To knock off Houston four two, uh, I just think that that LeBron is going to find a way to motivate his guys. He makes everyone around him better, and I think he'll find a way to take this good team 
to a greater level in the playoffs and 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 show these young guys how to get it done. I think they catch on and I think they uh, they feel the momentum from LeBron. I think they all come together and start playing really well. So I'm going to take Cleveland four two over Houston. Coach, I'll 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 agree with you, Cleveland. I I, I like I like that pick. Uh, I think it'll go seven games, four three. Uh, only because sometimes you you look at paper like they go seven games. That's that's a, that's a lot of money. It's a money a good a great series if if the Spurs and Cleveland make it to the finals with a great TV rating. Paul knows why I feel good right now. And let's let's let it go seven games. Look at you know great rating. Keep it going. Sure. Don't end it, it quick. Be. Don't end it quick. What intensity on six and seven? Look, they're going to pick up Michael Taylor because a ball just hit him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Nationals did just tie up the score with the Ramos singles, so it's 2-2 now. Okay, yeah, yeah. When are your tickets? When do you go watch the Nationals now? You got your tickets for next week? You sure you don't want to sell them? I'm not going to sell tickets to the Nationals. <laughs> I'm going to get those Diamond Club tickets. Let me get who, that. who are you cheering for now? Who, who's, your, who's your baseball team? It's always going to be the Nationals. <laughs> just like Brad always chews for the Redskins, and they stink. Oh wow, Tennessee! You must be really proud. Philip Rivers, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Philip Rivers, 2015. I'm gonna go get a customized Philip Rivers jersey tomorrow. It'll be muddy waters by the time it gets done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think that's about going to wrap it up for today. Uh, thank you for listening. We had a great episode. You heard my epic rant that I have once a week, which is always fun. We we had our masters talk. We had our baseball talk. We talked about some USA soccer, so our soccer fans got to hear some stuff out there this week. Uh, you got our pitch for the NBA championship. We have two for Cleveland, one for San Antonio, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Paul, make sure you put that in the books. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, also, please, like I said earlier in the show, please listen to Paul's podcast, Crazy Talk with the K. It's a Crazy Talk podcast. It's three old guys and one really old guy. <laughs> you should tell them I said that and see what they say. We're not that old. Uh, Henry's pretty old. Yeah, he's... He's, he's he, pretty old. He's older than me. <laughs> he's probably older than all than me and Brad combined in age. Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to let him listen to this part and see what he says? <laughs> yeah, I will. All right, guys, I'm going to let you... Paul's going to take it over from here. All right, so... So you can get in touch with us by tweeting us at Shipe Sports Talk. You can send us an email to shipesportstalk at gmail.com. Visit the website, shipesportstalk.com, and you can just fill out the, the contact us form there with any questions or comments. We'd love to see those questions and comments, and uh, we'll definitely give you a shout-out on there if, if you do send it in. Uh, give us some in- interesting questions. Also, uh, check us out. All the past episodes you can find on Stitcher and iTunes and on the website. Uh, Give us a rating and a review. Uh, It helps the podcast out tremendously, helps us promote it, and moves us up so uh, we can promote the the show. Uh, Did I cover everything? I think you did. You got it. Facebook? Oh, Facebook. Facebook, Shipe Sports Talk. I got to try to put some new pictures on Instagram. (laughs) Um... The Facebook, yeah, that'd be great too. Um, but I guess that's it. Real quick, before we go, a uh, little serious note. Kids, if you learned anything from the court case we have Aaron Hernandez, do not mess with the wrong crowd. If you have a career in sports, get yourself away from that crowd. It only leads you to trouble. Aaron Hernandez screwed himself over. He had a great career. So kids, don't choose your friends wisely. All yeah. the kids out there listening that are sports kids, you know, into sports, choose your friends wisely. It's better to pick teammates over the troublemakers 100% of the time. He's spending his life in jail, right? Without without parole. Yep, without parole. Have fun, buddy. (laughs) Longest Yard 2 starring Aaron Hernandez, Michael Vick, and Plastic Burr is coming to a theater near you. Yeah, they said that they're already coming out with a whole bunch of tight end jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He'll be the tight end of those teams. Terrible. That's terrible. (laughs) All right, guys. So next week, uh, we'll go over some more baseball talk. Uh, we'll talk some more NBA playoffs, see what the Wizards update are. Hopefully we'll have a good update. Actually, excuse me. Uh, most of y'all don't know. Next week, we'll, we will not be having an episode next Thursday. I'm sorry to say that. Uh, I will be celebrating my 26th birthday next Thursday. I'm going out to dinner and everything, so we will not right be having an episode 
next Thursday. I apologize to anyone who's going to be looking forward to that. So in two weeks, hopefully we're still talking about the Wizards and Capitals in the playoffs. Let's hope. Hopefully we're talking about the Nationals having a winning record. So join us in two weeks. And also in two weeks, with the date, we will also be going over the NFL draft. Yes. Yes. So in two two weeks, get prepared for our NFL draft special show, I guess is what we'll call it. Yeah. All right. You know what? There we go. The title for next week in two weeks will be the NFL draft special show. Okay. Along with some extras. Man, that's coming around fast. It is. Uh, A lot of talk with the draft. So, um... To next, I mean, next week. So remember, next week, no show. In two weeks, we'll have our NFL draft show. We'll actually um, give our grades for the Redskins, the Ravens, our local teams. And we'll, you know, I'll give my grade for the Titans. So we'll give everyone's, you know, not, you know, which team had the best draft and which team. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm looking right at you, buddy. Mm. I'm listening. No, I go ahead. I, I'm listening. <laughs> We're trying to get out of here. We just keep going on and on, but who cares? <laughs> it's free entertainment, people. By the way, so, Speed Shot plus three today, so cooled off a little bit. Guess what? He's still the Masters champ. <laughs> Where's my, yeah, so he's still the Masters champ. So he was, he, he's wearing the green he jacket saved, for you. If he would have saved that for his final round, I would have been right. I would have been right. <laughs> but um, we'll give uh, we'll also tell who we think had the best, what team had the best draft, which team had the worst draft, which team did a stupid Johnny Menzel pitch. <laughs> or Tim Tebow. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so everyone out there, thank you for listening. For myself, my producer, Paul, for Brad, for the coach. We appreciate you for listening. Please follow us on all the things Paul told us. We love your comments. Please give us a review. And have a great evening, everyone, and enjoy some playoffs. Rock the red. Go Cavs. USA.